trying to say. And then when you get older, you have all these things to say. And nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> How do you get people to hear it? That's the hot fight. Like, you, want... you have to be active. See, what, what most, most people do when they get older is they get set in their ways. Yeah. And they say, well, it's, this is how I am. And this is, nah, man. You got to adjust. You got to adjust. You got to improvise and you have to overcome. And I said, that's it. You got to keep being progressive. Like Cat Williams said, man, you got yeah. to be progressive, brother. But uh, I think for some reason that stops at school. So, like, that's changed for me recently where it's like, okay, when you're in high school, when you're in even university, there's an incentive to learn because oh, you have grades and you have that culture of, like, learning. Yep. But when you finish school, I'm trying to think for people who just finished high school, and yep. if you get a job straight away, there's no incentive to keep learning anything, in anything, even uh, in sports or whatever. Like, you always have to keep learning. There's no destination. But where does the incentive come from? Does it, is the incentive supposed to come from the environment, or is the, is the incentive supposed to come from within? I mean, I think you know it's supposed to be from within. That's but, it. But there, uh, That's it. <laughs> no, That's but, it. okay, if it is for you, and yep. you're trying to help other people... No, it should be for you're trying to help yourself. You can't help other people until you help yourself. If I starve myself from food, how am I supposed to help you? If I can't, if I can't maintain my strength, so you got to help yourself, fill yourself up with knowledge. Knowledge is power first. Okay, but what if you're what if you're fool yourself, but you just because if you're a fool, you don't want to you can't eat everything. You got to still. Well, most uh, people are a fool for the first probably 15 years of your life because you're learning everything from school. You're learning everything from your parents. You're learning everything from your friends who don't know anything more than you do. So a lot of times you are a fool until you have a day of reckoning. And that day of reckoning happens when you get out on your own. You start making mistakes. You start failing. Then you have to like galvanize within yourself to be able to overcome those you know, obstacles that are in front of you, and that's how you learn. And the next thing you know, those experiences are what you can draw from and teach others. Yeah, well, when did that, like, start for you? Because, you know, obviously, most people don't <clears throat> realize that type of stuff go way later. Well, to be honest, like, I was, so I got over here, I was 30. Man, all I knew... You were 30 when you first got here? Well, I was 25 when I started playing in Australia, and I was going back and forth. Okay. And then 30... Uh, I met um, Savannah's mother, and she played basketball as well, man. She could play some Savannah's ball, your daughter. Savannah's my daughter, okay, yep. So, okay, and uh, Vicky's her mother, Vicky Foran. Okay. So um, I met her. We were both playing for Ipswich, and they were the Eagles back at that time. Okay. And, um, man, next thing you know, man, life just started. And, you know, I had a daughter. And once you have children, man, it's just that just changes everything, man. You just change I hear that a lot, so I'm trying to extend that process yeah. to the yeah. <laughs> to the end. Yeah, man. But you know what, though, <laughs> I wish I had had children a lot earlier in life because it made me a man earlier. I've said that. I said that one time, and people looked at me like I was crazy. I think Nadine was here at the time. I was yeah, like, I was no. like, yo, I wish I had, I wish I had kids earlier, just just for when I'm older that you know we could I could still be active. That's what I thought. But well, like, for uh, me, it's just like it. Once you have children, all your focus, I remember, I remember I looked at Savannah, and when you're playing ball, and you're playing professional ball, and you're partying, and there's this situation here, you can have anything you want, do anything you want, but when you have a child, man, you just know you can't do that no more. And I remember I looked at my child, man, I looked at Savannah, I was like, man, I just can't, I can't be that person no more, I can't, I can't be out in the clubs, I can't be 
You did that? Nah, I would have never man. seen you. No young, way. <laughs> you can speak, by young. the way. Don't sit all that quiet. I was young, man. You did she that? Was, I came to Australia and lost my mind, man. What? I, I wouldn't have thought that, like, Aussie girls now, were like now, American guys. I would have never. Would everybody never sees that. me now, but when I first came over here, man, they loved shoot, you. it was buck wild, bro. <laughs> he was going crazy. Shit, I was buck, bro. Seriously. They were going crazy. Sorry, you were just in Japan. In college, you got to be, you know, whatever to, to get any notice, notice from, from females. I got over here. I ain't even played you? yet, man. And, and women were like, who, who you? What's your name? What's going on? I was just like, who, who are you talking to? You know? It's like I hadn't, like I, hadn't I ain't scored a bucket yet. <laughs> yeah, like me? I ain't done nothing. Back yeah. home, it's like, we'll see you playing. If right, you right, play, right. you all right? We all might right. talk to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because even if you are good, they yeah. might want to talk to the other, the other yeah. good guys. Not if, yeah, if you're like six or seven, you got you probably going to get the sixth or seventh or eighth girl that was, you know, like the lottery pick or something. <laughs> you're not getting the first pick. You're getting the second oh, round. Hell no, you might go second round or something. You know what I'm saying? Shoot. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Oh, man. So, is that shit... Sorry. Uh, was that a shock? Like, you come to you come to this country and you're expecting, you know, I'm this different guy. They probably won't understand how I speak. I don't know if you had any of this. I'm just I assuming. wasn't even an All-American, man. We won a national championship, right? And then what happened was my boy, David Smith, who came to play for Bundaberg, he lit it up out here and said, I got, a, okay. I got my boy back home, man. He can rebound. He's, he's strong. And back then, I was jacked. Yeah. Back and, then, um, only. Well, I... You still jack. That's I'm saying that because I, I think you still jack. Right? We're going to talk about <laughs> that later. But yeah, I think I you, still, you. You, still, you still could hold your own. Yeah, man, I came over here, and I was just pure, man. I didn't drink. I didn't do nothing. I didn't party. I didn't do nothing. Came over, man. I had all these expectations. I mean, I'm going to light Australia up. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to kill everybody. Yeah. And I averaged 11 points. <laughs> <laughs> I was 11 points. People like, man, that that man, he, he the worst input ever came. <laughs> I was like, dang. I went home. I couldn't go home. I couldn't go home. People was like, how'd you do? I was like, uh. I was 11 points. I was 11 points. I was blazing. Shoot, boy. Wow. Dude, I thought I was gonna come over here. It's gonna be a bunch of white slow dudes who are copping like carrying and and like saddle on my back. Let's go! (laughs) I got over here, man. Shoot, I was was getting dunked on. I was like, people was like, man, you an import? You're an import. I thought she was like, man, you you could carry those water bottles, man, because that's how you playing right now, Mister Manager. That's funny. I was like crazy, man. That has to hurt because you you coming in jacked. Like yeah, I think when I, I went to like a, yo, know, it was craziest thing. Uh, first place time I, I go somewhere else as NBL one. Yep. I just went to Perth to go check it out, and this, yep. I was coming from a, a little wrist fracture, oh, so yeah. I wasn't. I didn't train the thing. I go there, my wrist heals, and first point, first game, I get like four points. Okay. You no, know, oh yeah, it's just his first game. Like you know, you know, you'll figure it out. I call Kieran like two weeks in or something. Like three or four weeks in. I'm like, dog, I can't get a bucket. I'm terrible. They called me in for a meeting. Oh, that's the, the president called me in and my oh teammate. My, my team is doing great. President calls my team is doing great. Mm. President calls me and he's really nice about it and all. And so 
what's going on. Like, <laughs> I watched one of the old games where even the commentator was like, I mean, this guy, this a, a Tim guy, I thought yeah. he was, you know. And uh, so they asked, they asked for me to play in uh, the Q, like the QSL version yep. in Perth. Okay. And this is like five weeks in. This is like five games in. I'm, yep. I'm, an, I'm not an import, but I was imported. I'm yep. Australian, but I was imported to come help the team. They asked me to play that QBL shit. I said, fuck no. <laughs> fuck out of here. I'm not playing that shit. <laughs> and then I had 25 the next game and yep. and didn't stop from there. But yeah. the, the feeling was, it felt terrible. It was like, because, you know, they, they have an expectation for you. So I can't imagine for an import. Like for them to come expect forty points a game, and, oh and my you don't gosh, and, 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 and you don't uh, you don't like hit that expectation. It's like oh yeah. shit. And you know the thing was, man, I, I flew myself out here. You flew yourself out here. I flew myself out here, and I played for one hundred fifty bucks a week. Right, I, I flew myself out here, paid one hundred fifty bucks a week. Um, I was eating like chicken and spinach every day. Chicken, spinach, and white girls. That's it. That's a straight diet. Man. <laughs> and then what happened was I went home. I went home and I was so like, all right, I accept it. And brothers back home was like, <laughs> every time they saw me, like, yo, man, you could have just stayed home. <laughs> you know, you could have just stayed home and played at the park. Yeah, you could have played 21 at Probably the park. Probably would have averaged more than 11 points. You know, so I was just like, damn. Okay. So then what happened was this guy named Mike Reese, right? He called me and uh, he said, I got a coaching job out here for you. You can develop kids. And I was like, all right, cool. But in the back of my mind, I knew I was, man, I knew I'm, I'm, I'm trying out for teams. Mm. So I tried out for like 11 teams, man. I was up in the Burdekin. I tried out for Townsville, tried out for Cairns, all of them. Nobody had any money. This was like 1997, right? So nobody had any money. So they had one import, which is Phil Rodman, which is Dennis Rodman's brother. One of Dennis Rodman's brother. He got like 23 brothers and sisters, Oh, sheesh. <laughs> Dad was getting down in the Philippines, brother. He was doing his thing, right? So, I mean, uh, the Philippines. Yeah, yeah, hey, you know, I've been there. there. Yeah, people, so. Um, there. You've been to Philippines? I'm going to ask that later. Let's that's a whole other podcast, bro. Yeah. What do you want to do? You know? <laughs> no, keep going, keep going. So keep anyway, going. so to make a long story short, um... I had about a week to go before I had to go back to Hawaii. That was it. Yeah. A family, uh, the Floyds, they came up to me and were like, um, we hear you're trying out for some teams. You don't have enough money. Won't you meet us for lunch? I didn't even know them, man. And when white people come to, sorry, these are white people in Australia. Yeah. Different? From, from white people in America, they're, they're different. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Really? There, look, there, there's there's good white people in America, man. Let me let me get that straight because I know people are gonna be watching, be like, but, what? But like, the we, white people here are better. I agree with that. Yeah, they, come on, man. You the know. white people here are better. But oh, they show you don't that they're get better. people coming out of the blue who want to sponsor you for two years and pay your salary, which they came out of the blue and paid for me. So I played ninety seven, ninety eight for the Burdick and Wildcats. They paid for both seasons. Jenny and Tom Floyd up in Townsville. Crazy, right? No, out of nowhere. And that's how it all started, 97, 98. I played in 95, and then, 
Yeah, I got sent home and then came back in 97, 98. In 98, I got, I got MVP. And see, I, I knew... I knew of Karen. He was a real oh, let me, let, 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 let me let me let me stop you from there. Welcome back to the Circus <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> we have Michael Anthony McDaniel here. How can I get this so it stays? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll time that up. But but like, hold on. Let me. Sorry. Sorry. Damn, man. Come on, man. I didn't do. I didn't mean Damn. it. I didn't mean it. Put that straight in his face. Um, Left cross. That's how he was. So sorry. Yeah, welcome back to the Surgeons Podcast. We got Karen back here. We got Michael Anthony McDaniel. That uh, what would you like to? Oh, you talking about get it up? Yeah, so it stays because it sinks. It's that that thing that usual. Yeah, usual right hand, and then you got to tighten that with your right hand. Drop, drop. Yeah, the other way. Yeah, or you can just hold it. Some people just hold it. Nah, we good here, bro. I don't even know what to call you. Sorry to be, to be so Why? casual because this is my first time meeting you, but I'm like, well, you're a boxer, you're you're you, you're, you're, but you're, you're a MMA fighter. Like what? Type of, yeah, I thought I was getting a. Karen's a Karen's known a lot about me, and now we were talking about you before, brother. I mean, he's this guy has helped me through a lot. First, I didn't know Karen. You guys even knew each other, and then I told Karen who was coming, and he's like, "Oh, okay, I, well, I know him." We knew each other. We knew of each other in '97, '98. He was refing. Um, and then we got reconnected in 2004 when he was assistant coach for Brisbane Capitals. Yep. 2000 what? 2004. Wait. We, we, we don't Yo, use dates. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, hold on. God. We don't use dates out here, man. My bad. No my one. bad. Damn, what were you, like 45 then? <laughs> no, one, no one uses dates. That's, that's what you got to remember. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You were a coach at oh, Brisbane Capitals before. I told you I've been around for a long time. Thank you, Kieran. Yeah. Wait, is this like a second thank you? The the anyway, anyway. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> thank Kieran. You. So you've done, lot, you, you've done I've, a lot. I've, I've known Mike for a long time, yeah. And Coach, so Coach Shibes, Coach Rob Scheibner, he was the head coach. So in, And I just had, back then I had, a, I was going through some craziness, man. So I would just be volatile. Yeah. And Coach, so grateful for him. He'd be like, yo, Kieran, go get Mike. Go get Mike. He'd be like, no, you talk. No, 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 no. I ain't talking to Mike. You go get him. So he would, they would always send Kieran to go over and like calm me down and talk to me. And you're lashing out at the, the, the. I just, yeah, I was just like, I was ready to fight anybody. I could start a fight in an empty room. That's just how I was. And um, yeah, man, he was good. He was, and the man, the man can coach. The man can coach. Good coach. I like to think I so. mean, before we started the show, he, he, he did say like, Kieran's a great coach. He has a great mind and all this. I'm like, wait, man. this. Yeah. Not many people think that, so it's interesting. It's cool. That's cool they, that you. That they you, don't know basketball, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, you know, this whole podcast is gonna end up about being me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> trying to not make it that way. So, like, like <laughs> I mean, who are these people that are saying? It? <laughs> nah, we're not getting into that yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, but just, let's, yeah, yeah. don't get us in trouble. But let's get you in trouble because you are an NBA one referee. Yeah, I know. I've, I've uh, not people, not many people like it, especially some of the referees that came up, you know. And when I first started, they were like, "Yeah, Mike, ooh, that's awesome, man," you know, because I was doing social. Yeah. Then I started doing like QSL, you know, the state classics. Oh, that's awesome! And doing QSL two, hey, fantastic. Yeah. QSL one, they were like, "Hey, that's congratulations, man. Good job, man." <laughs> Who's this guy? Yeah, and then I, big, then, strong, I get, then in my third guy. year, I get NBL one. They're like. I'm like, hey, what's up, fellas? How you doing? Your third year only of ever refing? Of doing state league. Okay. Yeah, okay. before I was just doing social. Okay, I mean, just, okay. You know, because I just... Third year. I wanted to do something to continue basketball. I didn't really need the money, but... Yep, yep. 
I liked it. And then I was like, oh, I'll just, why don't I try this and I'll try that. And then I saw some of the NBL one games. I thought, man, that's where I want to be, man. That's where I want to be. Yeah. I get to wear suits and that's all. It's, it's, it's gravy, baby. I love it. Wait, you love it. And so, well, hold on, hold on. Like, I, I wanted to start with, or can you name us your top five men's and women's um, top players in, in the North? Just name your top five players in the North. As a referee, yes, please. As a referee. As a referee. Let's go with women's first. Two referee. Oh, I mean, two referees. Are you just that, saying, are you saying talent? Yeah, I think talent because that skews, two, referee. two referees skews the, your judgment. Because if you you might not like someone who's nah, abrasive nah, I think, and, I think, nah, I think and, and, and like two referees. celebrates too much who, on who his Who are your top players that you referee? You're yeah. like, I love refereeing. That, that guy's fun to ref. The top. The, women first. Go the women top, first. Well, I didn't get to do men this year, oh, but I got to watch. Okay. Um, the top woman was that Ruf girl, Ruf girl from L- Logan. Yeah. How do you say her last Ruth. name? Oh, Michaela, Michaela Ruf. Yeah, she was, she was probably, I very mean, good. she was unstoppable, man. She's very good. Like every time I saw her, I was like shooting threes, just going slow, just looking at people and just scoring. It was crazy. Is that biased? Because she's like a four as well, like a forward, and you are a forward. I have that too. No, it's biased because she can play ball, man. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I'm always going to give it real. And like, there's some of the women basketball players that were getting ink. And they were garbage. Like, yeah. how, how, how are you going to be getting that kind of ink? And you have certain coaches always saying the same coach, same players. I'm like, man, they're garbage, man. But that's all right. Because they showed in the end they couldn't do it. Okay, who's – I'm not going to say who's garbage that you think they're good. But nah, who, just give me your other four then. So you have one, Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> you have one. No, 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 no. We're going, give me your other four. We're going, we're going to the men, right? We said, I said <laughs> what? You ref yeah, the yeah. women though, right? And who's, and who's the top man? <laughs> I'd have to say the best player, Jalen Galloway. Sorry? Jalen Galloway. He – uh. Place for Ipswich. Ipswich Force. Is that yeah. the 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 older one or the younger one? The guy. Um, oh, the guy. That's the that's the younger the twins, one. Right? The younger one. Okay, uh, the younger they're, ones, not, yeah. they're not twins. That's I the best. Twins, that's the best player in, in NBA one for you. He Talent? was a monster, dude. For real, he couldn't be stopped. Like I saw him play the second and third game of uh, against Gold Coast. Dude, he just. Put that saddle on my back and r- rode him like Zaro, man. It was crazy. Mm. Okay, that's one. Let me hear your other four. Um, four. That's, so, that's number one. That's your number one. That's Michael Anthony McDaniels, <laughs> number one. All right. <laughs> and you know, and, and you know, just because I'm here, you don't have to. You know, you just I just want to let nah, you know. Nah, you know, you don't have, you don't I have to put leave me it there because we got so much other, other yeah. stuff to cover, man. I just feel those. I'm just saying you don't have to too. put me in there, but it, you know, if you, yeah. if you do feel like it, tell me after the show. We got present company <laughs> that might get offended, so I don't know. All right, who's the other four? Let me get the other four. Um. Okay. We just said no. Yeah. What do you mean no? He just said, "No, nah, let's move on," and you just like circle back. I oh, so I thought you, I thought you meant like so uh, no number one. No, no. Oh, so we, I just wanted to do. There's the, so much to talk about. There's so oh. much to talk about. So this just, guy's yeah. actually worried about time. Who would have thought? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm know. not the one for that. I'm, 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 oh, okay. No, yeah. no, because he literally talk about this for an hour, and then go, oh, we should have covered something else. Yeah, yeah happens, nah, happens so every week. We'll, we'll just do that, and we'll we'll go on because I'm I'm sure I'll be back. Well, I'm glad you said that because I don't like to always stay on basketball. Yeah, no, uh, we can talk about a whole. I asked week. you earlier, and I don't know if you wanted to. I'm pretty to diverse, man. I'm 53 years old. Well, I've what the hell? Why are you still fighting people and boxing? And well, I'm this nonsense. To now I'm more training. I'm training younger kids, so I still box. Have you talked about your MMA story? 
Well, I want to get the story. That's why I asked, why okay. are you doing this? What is this? What is this about? So, okay. So how I started was it was 2009 and I was watching uh, Joe Rogan's UFC Connection. Okay. And um, basketball, I just felt wasn't, I wasn't getting any challenges out of it. I was just like bored with it. I was coaching. I was really just frustrated. Candid. Yeah, frustrated. It wasn't going to do anything more for me in, in my life at mm. that point. Mm. So, and I had a lot, I was going to court for my kids. I was, I went through five years of court for my kids. I just lost my brother. I was like having violent fights in pubs and brawl. I was just brawling in pubs, man. Like seriously, I was just going into, into, into pubs and just telling somebody that's my seat, get up and smacking them. And, and then what happened was this guy said, why don't you come down to MMA and try out, you know, just, just. Come on, man, just train. This guy named Wayne Williams, good guy up in Toowoomba. Forever will I be grateful for him because I swear I would have been in, I would have been dead or in prison right now. You were that man. He knows this. He knows this because we talked, hmm. we spoke. I used to come over to his house and he would like just talk to me and work me through some of my problems. And um, so I went down. <clears throat> I trained for like a week. The next thing you know, he called me up and said, "Hey, man, there's this tournament. Do you want to get in?" And I had just had the worst week. I was like, hell yeah, put me in. I'll fight anybody right now. So I could, I could start a fight in an empty room. I was just going through so much tr turmoil, thinking about my brother and everything I lost. And then I had a fight, and it was on from there, man. I just loved it, man. I couldn't, like, every time I got hit, it was like, it was like therapy. It really, it really was. It's kind of, it's crazy to. When you got hit, how about when you hit someone else? Was that as well, same thing? I didn't like it. You don't like hitting other people? I didn't like it. Oh. For some reason, it didn't. It was the opposite. Getting hit is what you don't want. And hitting somebody, you feel like, oh, man, yeah, I'm going to get you. And you hit them, and you see the reactions. It's like, yeah, but I got to win the fight. And then it just becomes about winning the fight. Yeah, I was going to say, that could be dangerous. If you're in there with someone who wants to take your head off and you're unsure about. Well, all my, all my, all my, like my first 10 amateur fights were guys, again, that had five or six fights. Okay. And... Because other fighters, you think fighters are tough. Yeah. They're not tough because a lot of them pull out of fights. And now, then next thing you know, it's like, hey, Mike, man, we got we to gotta fight. This guy pulled out. Do you want to get in? And I was all like, hell yeah, let's go, man. Shoot, let's go. And I had like two days to prepare for it. I have to lose about seven or eight kilos. And I'd go in and have the fight. And that's, that was like my first 12 or 15 fights that I had. I was always just somebody who would go in and fight somebody who was more experienced. Were you still angry? When you were going to him because you had these issues internal, because that's what led you there, right? You being angry because of circumstances. Yep. Uh, how was that when he came to you with these the emotions? Or like, what was that like? You know, like, so he's coming to you, you've coached him, and he's coming to you with this, like, yo, I have this anger or I need help. <laughs> like, what, what was that? asking? Like, like it's, it's. Well, what was your first reaction? You know him. He comes to you with that. Well, what was I the think, thought I of all this? Because you guys know each other. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, we, we knew each other for years. So it wasn't, wasn't like it was uh, unexpected or it was just talking to someone who, you know, wanted to, you know, have someone listen to them and, you know, try and figure out what was going on. So it wasn't, it wasn't a problem. Like I've seen, like, my, like that might have been an extreme level, but, you know, You've always been a passionate person and um, driven and, and um, upping that energy was really how you play basketball and you were successful. So 
you know, um, again, having coached him and stuff. So it was no, to me, it was no different. It was just a different, it was on that edge, it was further along the edge. And so we, um, yeah, we just talk about all those and all the triggers and all the things that were going on and, and sort of how you're going to work through them. And, um, yeah, just sort of ha- came up with plans. And, yeah, it was easy for me because it was just like being a sounding board and helping him out and trying to keep him, keep you like like as like where you wanted to go, which was, you know, like you want to be a better person all the time, essentially. Like that's all you wanted and that was the goal. So did it, did it, did, did that help with all the internal stuff? Was it straight away? Well, he was so he's very pragmatic, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's calm in his way that he communicates. And see, I I didn't have that, so I had a father who was rah 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 because he was lieutenant colonel. Then I had coaches who were like Bobby Knight and rah 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 rah. So it's like everywhere I go, you're being screamed at. So my response was always like wanting to like yell at somebody or just get back at somebody because I felt like I had to defend myself. You could scream at this guy, and he kind of just kind of go. Mm. So, Michael, I've, I, I'd never come across that before. And then he was so young. like he was young, He's younger than me. And I'm, I'm just thinking, wow. So to be able to talk to him. Sorry? And, yeah, he's younger. He's way younger than me. <laughs> am, I, am I a 10? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was just okay. it, was, it was cool like that. It was like just chilled and just um, – but I think that's what – like what I, what I worked out was that that is what you needed. You know what I mean? There was no point in telling you what to do. There was no point in, like, you know, matching energy. It was like, well, what are we going to do? Yeah. But did the boxing get that out, though? The, 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 the training the... did. I'll tell you what. I trained every day. <coughs> I woke up at 5 in the morning. I'd do my run, go work um, with the kids from 6 to 9 because I, I was, a, I was a, um, a board supervisor. And then between 9 and 2, shoot, I'd drive down to Brisbane, mm. do my sparring, drive back to Warwick, do my shift from like three to 10. I did that every day, every day. And I felt amazing because when you're, when you're boxing and he's, that man got some hands, man. Boxing's really good for you. Boxing's good for basketball players. My hands were quick. Like I played a basketball game. Somebody was trying to pass it. I used to be like mm-hmm. just stealing everything. If it wasn't locked down, mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. Yep. That's cool. Good transition. Yeah. Yeah, I tried it. I just haven't been back. And you should always do, <clears throat> you should always do <laughs> things that stimulate your mind. So I was learning jujitsu. Yeah. I was learning all these holds and wrestling, and so my mind was going from boxing to to jujitsu to wrestling to grappling, which is another form of art, and then Grabbing, footwork. Okay. Just like when you're, it's it's your setup to be able to take the person down in wrestling or ju- or jujitsu. You know, it's your your hand. You know, There's a science wrestling the hands and yeah, yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah, it's a science. Oh yeah, it's huge science to it. Russian man, I'm 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 sort of learning sambo right now. What does man. that mean? What does that mean? Like in Russia, they have the sambo tournaments. Okay, okay. Man, that's that's crazy. It's crazy. I I like I like martial arts. I like martial arts, especially because I'm getting older and people like to test you and things like that. So people, uh, <laughs> people like to test you. Of course, you got people that are just stupid. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, and, I, and I teach Savannah too. I've taught I've taught Savannah some things. Taught her some some. Oh some yeah, she's stuff. a she's a she's a young, beautiful woman. I do. And so I've oh. just taught her things that will help her. That's all. <laughs> just a few things. Well, what's that going to be like when uh, someone comes and says, "Hey, I want 
um, I want to take your daughter's hand as a serious candidate. Are you going to be like uh, like uh, Mon Lawrence and, and, and Will Smith in, no. in Bad Boys 2? Savannah's so much smarter than I am. You're going to be open. The day that she says yes to a man, I'll know that she's given it a lot of thought. Yeah. And because, I mean, her mother raised her and I raised her. So she's going to want somebody that's going to be as dependable as we were. Yeah. Nice. Even though we weren't together. Yeah. Matter of fact, he was coaching in 2004 when he first had to use dates, man. <laughs> He's still using dates. Right? <laughs> My bad. I'm so sorry. So he was coaching when we first had Savannah. And she came on um, all our road trips and everything. So yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. It was great. It's fantastic. What uh we like to like search for certain whatever it is here. Like you know, we speak about love, we speak about the truth, the the, the universal truth in things. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm glad that you guys have some history. I want to put Karen on the spot and be like, what, what? First of all, how are you? How you feel, man? I, we yeah, haven't talked good. to you. Are you good? good? Like, you all right? Because <laughs> you came straight in. I haven't talked. We haven't talked. You know. Yeah, I'm good. Um, just been coaching some AFL. Rihanna had an AFL semifinal today. They, um, against the top team, they lost by two goals, so 14 points. But that was a pretty good game. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing this afternoon. Came right what's, here. That, what's that like coaching AFL? Uh, AFL's awesome. Is it the same as basketball? In terms uh, of how to coach a lot it? more fun. Like you can't, the field's obviously a lot bigger, so the kids have got to know what they're doing, so you can't drag people on and off as fast and they can't hear your voice, so they've got to know the strategy and then be able to execute it. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot more uh, independence in it. Which I, I, like. I had that conversation with David today about how um, now I'm starting to realize how related everything is, especially with, when, you know, in the pursuit of basketball, being great in basketball. There's the this this system. If you want to be good, you put systems in place to to get good. You know, like you have your routine, your you you add your weights, your blah blah blah. And the process of that is literally the same with. I'm starting to realize it's the same with everything else. You know, like if, if I wanted to do be a boxer, be an MMA fighter, I'd follow the same process I did to be good at basketball. If I wanted to be, you know. You know, an academic and certain thing. I want learn something. It's been the same process. It should be the same process. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like that's why I ask. Is it the same? Is it, it sure is the same? Yeah, it's the thing. same as it. Yeah, it's always the same. Well, I didn't realize when I was doing it how what what I was doing. So like, you sort of got to <clears throat> you sort of got to repeat repeat the same process every time, right? So everything in life's relevant. Yeah. So when, you know, like, say starting MMA, the success I had in basketball, I was like, let's just say refing. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of people who are going to uh, relate to this, right? So when I started refing, a lot, not a lot, some of the refs are like, you're not going to have the same success that you had in basketball. It doesn't translate just because you were a good basketball player to refereeing. Now I'm competitive, right? So I'm like, okay, we'll see, we'll see. And they were right. Because it's experience, it's repetition, which is the mother of all skill. And then you have to be able to fail, watch your game tape, and then not make the same mistakes. So it's all the same thing. And then you finally get to know what you're doing. And then you get a, a sense of familiar, uh, a sense of familiarity as a ref, and then you know what you're doing. 
But when I started, it was like, oh, what is this? You know, I'm trying to watch people cutting through the, the to, through the lane. I'm trying to rotate on lead. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying just to watch the game in all the areas that you have to watch it. And it's not the same. It's not the same. But what does help you is the relationships that I have with players and coaches. Because a lot of the, I'm not going to use dates. But a lot of the a lot of the players that ninety eight are coaching now. Shit, over two thousand and four to ninety eight. When me and Kieran in sixty seven. Sorry, sorry, we are, we are close to sixty seven. That's hilarious. A lot of the coaches that I I know them because I played against them or with them. So now when I'm refing, a lot of the coaches are like, "Oh, what's up, Mike?" And it's funny, a lot of the a lot of the players and coaches they like it because it's a sense of. I've noticed you had a good relationship with a lot of people. Every time I've seen you, like, um, I don't fuck with refs, so I don't really, you know, I, I'm not gonna disrespect you, but I'm not gonna. I don't know you. I don't really. So, but every time I see you, you have good relationships with people, and you always like, it's like a joy. I could feel the joy from you it. to be there. I know I I can feel it every time. It. Like it's a privilege to be this age. To be where I'm at, to not be dead in jail or worse, to be honest, mm. and to be able to have people that they give me that sort of trust, to be able to ref that level of basketball to lift the game. That's how I look at it. So that's why people are like, why are you so excited? Like, I get it. I, get it. I, I wear suits. Yeah. You know, I plan my game out. The scarf, the scarf like, is called the scarf is, is beautiful. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, I like the scarf. And <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of people want to say, "Oh, he's a tryhard and stuff like that." I'm like, I'm enjoying what I'm doing, man. If you don't like what I'm doing, that's that's you. But I go home every day. I'm just like, man, I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the people I saw, you know. And basketball is really at a high level. And I'll tell you what, to be honest, I like refing women's basketball more than I do men's. They're more skilled. Yeah, I agree. They're more skilled for sure. Men just have more athleticism. But when you watch, when you break down the women's game, oh my gosh! Mm. Like I, sometimes I, I forget that I'm refing, mm. and I see all the plays and how they swing the ball, and you know they'll get it to the high post, and then there's a another high post cut down to the to the block, and they pass the ball. It's just like wow, where men just rely on just. <laughs> Athleticism. Man, like, you're like, rawr, give me the ball. Me. Karen, give me the fucking ball in the post. No, you're so bad. Who are these fucking losers? Just give it to me. Yeah, that's, that's what it. guys that's do. It. Yes, yes, yes. I'll grab all the rebounds. Yep. That's what guys do. That's it. Uh, but <laughs> I've uh, I only knew, got to know you. I don't know you personally, but through through your like Facebook posts, I could see you're a really grateful person, and you just explained that. But to be very grateful, you mentioned it, like, you kind of have to, you know, have to, but you, people went through some things are very grateful for, for the things that they have now. Well, so I was, what, what there was a time where I didn't appreciate basketball at all. I just thought it was something that I was um, entitled to. You know, I work hard. I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be getting this. But when I came to Australia and failed and just didn't, I did terrible. Mm. Then that's just humbled me. Like, I love the times, and it's happened a lot, that life's just humbled me. Where I thought I was more than I thought I was. Mm. And life just said, all right, there you go. You good now, Mike? All right, you humble? Yeah. All right, good. And that's where I'm at. 
if I, if I succeed, I'm cool. If I'm fail, I'm cool because I'm right here. So what do you look forward to? If you're not looking, if you're cool with failing or looking or cool with success, is there something you look forward to now? Besides just the things you're grateful for, the refing and, 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 and the boxing and being, you know. I'd like to say, to? but it, it rubs people the wrong way. What yeah. I'm looking for, yeah. forward to, yeah. the coming of the Lord. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. What does that mean to you? I mean, you look at the Bible and that, I, that I'm going to lead my life in a way that I'm an example. Because I was an example before. I was, I was an asshole before. And people can't see what you, that I now. can't see Yeah, it doesn't they make sense. They can't see that now. <laughs> like, what, what they do can't you see that now, but, like, seriously, like, people What's like that? Mick, Scott, Karen, anybody's going to know this. They, if you knew me between 2000 and 2004, you wouldn't want to talk to me. Like, I seriously, there was only a few people that could deal with me. He was one of them. KB, what, what was going on? Like, what? Where, I, I kind of I imagine it. So, like, I was like, Whoa. No, I think that, I think that, Mike, at that time was, um, you know, if you imagine a you know, really competitive elite basketball kind of mind, say, you know, fuck everybody, like, you know, I don't, you know, I'm that guy. And then everyone else kind of not stepping up to that plate, expecting everyone else. So like you said before, you know, all of uh, Mike's um, examples of relationships, particularly with men, was always like super aggressive, super intense, super dominant and domineering. And so I think that... Um, even though you could see that Mike had like his heart was in the right place, like his way to try and get people to do things was to dominate and, you know, yell at them and, you know, put them down and then lead the way and then be disappointed in them. They couldn't step up to his level. And, and that was, um, you know, and then also that, that self-loathing of like, this is not who I am, but that's who I have to be. And, and so it was a pretty, um, it was a pretty complex, like, like mixture, you know what I mean? And underneath all of that was that, you know, questioning whether or not, you know, he really loved who he was and if he loved himself enough. And I think um, as time's gone on, he's learned to love himself to the level he has and, and that he is, you know, perfect the way he is and forgiveness and all those things. He's come out, you know, more loving and kind and softer in those ways. But I think during those early years, that was the, it was a combination of, or a culmination of a whole bunch of experiences. And that's not even going into all the other stuff that, you know, he experienced growing up as a kid and, blah, 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 like it was, it was, it's really, really understandable um, and makes complete sense that that's uh, how, you know, where you ended up during those years. Like it's really logical. It's not, it's definitely not a surprise, but you know, they're not my stories to tell, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of stories and those stories, yeah, led to that person being built. It's probably the best way to do it and then broken down and self-destructed and mm. rebuilt and then, broken down and self-destructed and rebuilt over and over again, um, trying to figure out, you know, where, you know, again, comes down to, you know, life being hit. Why? Because I deserve this. You know what I mean? Like, like I need, I, I deserve to be hit. Like I'm, you know, that is cathartic. And then but again, breaking it down, breaking it down and then you know, ending up where you want to be, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Like to give it a little bit about, uh, background of my background, background of my background. So a lot of black households were punitive. Like, what like do you mean by punitive? Punitive, like physically, like physically you get smacked. Mm -hmm. you know? From both sides. 
Yeah, so like my mother, my father, yeah, my father, okay. man, it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just you saying. know anything about that? <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. Uh, ah, yes, yes, sir, uh, I agree. Uh, I, <laughs> explain that for the people. <laughs> I know what the fuck you're talking about. Explain it, that for them. Because we, we do have some non white, uh, non black <laughs> yeah, people yeah, who yeah, may listen to the podcast. We got yeah, some yeah, people yeah. who haven't even got an ass whooping yet. That's you crazy, yo. That's really crazy, yo. So. If you think about it, that's just how it was. I mean, yeah. my parents, I didn't want for anything. I didn't need for anything. They, you know, we provide, they provided for everything. Yeah. We grew up sort of poor at the beginning. I remember like we used to eat ramen and peanut butter jelly sandwiches. I mean, like, man, this is sweet. And peanut yeah, butter jelly sandwiches, man, give me some of that. Yeah. Then my father got his raise, became a lieutenant colonel. We started living better. Hmm. But the pressures of being a lieutenant colonel, if you think about African-American, being a lieutenant colonel in an army, which that's not even heard of. You can't right? mess up. Then my mother started rising up in, in the ranks. She only had a high school degree. She ended up being a CEO of a bank. Oh. So the pressures and how they grew up where their parents were abusive, like they get smacked. Mm -hmm. They got way worse than I got. <clears throat> but my point is I didn't have a safe, ho safe haven at home. Mm. And my, my brother and sister were sort of like, like they, you know, you know, little brother get bullied kind of thing. Then you go to high school. My father would tell me, "Don't you get in a Don't you get in a fight? If you get in a fight, you're gonna come home and send you know, come home and see me." Because he was raised in the '60s and '70s, and if you got in a fight, and you know, we mean don't lose or just no, no, don't, don't fight, fight at all. Don't okay, fight. he said, "I don't <laughs> care what nobody does to you. I don't care if you get hit, smacked, whatever." If you get sent home because of fighting, we're gonna be in the backyard squabbing. Did you get did you get sent home? Hell no. My dad was three shoe, six okay. two, three hundred pounds. You stayed man, away shoe. from fights, okay. So I had no safe haven at school. And so you go through years of that. Then you just get to a point where like I'm not taking another thing. And I remember I was in seventh grade and I got in a fight because this guy kept smacking me on the back of my neck and I was just raw. By Wednesday, I was raw. So I just got around and we were just going at it. Boom, boom, boom. My father came in and looked at me and I was just like, all right. I was just looking at him like, all right. And I just got out of the car. I said, I'm going in the backyard. I said, come on, man. You want to fight? I said, I ain't taking nobody's shit no more. I ain't taking nobody's shit. I'm tired of getting hit. I'm tired of, I said, you want to fight me, dad? Come on. He just sort of looked at me. And he said, get upstairs. And then I heard him talking to my mother. He said, man, he got some heart. <laughs> he got some heart. He was ready to fight me. <laughs> and so he explained it to me the next day. He said, look, I see where you're at. I see where you're at. He said, you can't fight because once you're labeled that way, you won't get any opportunities. People just think that's what you are. People are scared of you. You're black. So it's good to be like Martin Luther King, but I had the spirit of Malcolm X. Yeah. Feel me? You gotta hide that. He's always telling you, you gotta That's hide that side a little bit. That's what I feel. That's uh. And I watched that movie Malcolm X. A lot of my life is I looked at that man. I I, I relate to that. A lot of that anger, like you said, you know, being black, it's it's a lot of that anger. It's hard to control, especially at a young age. Mm -hmm. So I have sympathy for the kids lashing out. Yep. That did the same thing. <laughs> like you said, you did the same thing. That's it. <laughs> so like, but, but I didn't I, know why I was feeling that way. You didn't know why. Yeah. I, but, you know, when you don't, I didn't have it, like I said, I didn't have a, I didn't have a safe haven. And 
but my mom and dad were raised in a certain way, you know, and, and then they sort of passed that on, and I sort of stopped the chain because I've, I've never hit my children. I never will, you know. If you think about it, I'm 6'5". At one point, I was 115 kilos. Can you imagine a child, you know, just looking up and that's supposed to be your protector. I'm, a, I'm your father. I'm your protector. I'm your provider. I'm your, I'm supposed to be the person that loves you. So what is discipline then? To me, discipline, what I know now compared to what I knew probably 20 years ago, it's just repeating. It's, it's living by example, first of all. That's discipline. Yeah. Right? Your kids follow. They watch everything. They learn to speak from you. They learn to behave from you. They learn, every, they learn everything from you. So your example is the first thing. The but second, kids lash up. That's they, fine. They test you. That's fine. But you have to be consistent as a parent. And you have to carry those same values and follow those same values. You can't tell them one thing and do another. Yeah. yeah. I was, and, I, and, I, and all parents are guilty of that. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I don't think I'm gonna hit my children if I have children. No, when I have children, you? I don't think I would. Because I, I remember the feeling of <laughs> when yeah. that happened to me. It's like you get in your room and think of the worst. <laughs> you think of the worst things you're gonna do to them. Me personally, like, I'm gonna fucking yeah blow this no. house up. And da, 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 but, uh, and my mom, my dad would always make me wait like a good five minutes. I'd be like. Just come on and get it over. That five with, minutes. Man. Oh. Five minutes, like literally five minutes. He'd be like, go in the room. I'd be like, oh, ain't this son of a bitch. Yeah. I, I had assholes. Sorry, older cousins. They were great people. Yeah. Just, when it was time for sometimes go wait in that room and then just make you wait extra. It might say five minutes, it'd be two hours. Yeah. It's like, yo, you yeah. made me have anxiety for two hours, you know. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, my father was good though. Like I I might I might say some things that you know, put a certain image about him, but I mean, I was always always so proud of him. He went to the University of Rhode Island. He played football. He's in the Hall of Fame. I was able to honor him because um, I got in the Hall of Fame for Hawaii Pacific playing basketball. Oh wow! So I put my my award right next to his when I was at home in Hawaii. And then, um, yeah, shoot, we could talk about Hawaii. Can I, too. I was, can I ask about your Hawaii experience? What was that like going? You know, because if you came to Australia and people treated you well, good, attractive people treated you well, I'm assuming Hawaii was the same Hawaii, thing. How old were you when you went over there? And I, was, I was 15 when I went to Hawaii, ah, and Hawaii okay. was the best place to grow up in high school. Like, they let you out at 1230 on Wednesday because that was, that was just an early day. People went to the beach, chilled out. Um, me being from the, the mainland part of the United States, yeah. everybody was always so curious about me. And I just come from Kentucky, and I had a sort of similar situation of how I came from Hawaii to Australia playing ball, and I thought it was going to be easy. So I came from Kentucky to Hawaii thinking, man, I'm going to kill it out of here. Man, these <laughs> short little Filipino. Nope. Nope. Like, I did okay, like, my, first, my junior Michael, year. Michael, maybe you weren't that good, yo. Maybe, hold on. <laughs> yeah, let me just say it. Yeah, hold on. I've actually maybe you weren't that nice. I've actually, I've actually reffed you. Do we really want to go there? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Do we really want to? No, go I'm, only, I'm only replying. No, I'm only comedy store. Come on, man. I'm on? replying to what you've said so far. Yeah. The last time I saw you play, though, uh, unfortunately, you got injured. Was that GBL? And you are a high flyer. Yeah. 
Thanks, man. Yeah, uh, well, is that true? Like you, you I used to jump be able to very jump, high. Jump, jump a bit. Yeah. Well, maybe you weren't that good. Yeah, I would have busted that. Yo, Michael, come on, yo. I, I probably, I probably one on one. I probably, should, I probably, I probably give it to you right Stop now. Stop it. Stop. I probably give it to you right, right now. now. You saying I'm too competitive? You crazy as hell. You lost it so now, right now. Now, now we got to film this right. Yo, uh, now, you now, still now, on film? Come down to Redlands. We gonna have a one on one, and everybody's got to follow this up. This man's talking. No one plays basketball in Redlands, but but you, what what is that Redlands? <laughs> I would love to go over there and uh, they play basketball in Redlands. Well, I just moved over to um, Capalaba. Okay, uh, Redlands actually. So I'm gonna be working with them, and on Sundays I'm working with um, just some of the uh, MBL one fellas and the, the ladies as well. Gonna do individuals, work for them for two hours, do some conditioning and um, strength training, and then we're gonna play one on one. I'm gonna have tournaments every Sunday. Anyone is welcome. Anybody's welcome. Any, it's all free. Um, matter of fact, I just I'm telling you now, Jason Fee is gonna be like, I I don't know about that. What what's going on? So I'll be like, whatever, man. So Look, I'm gonna do that every Sunday, and I'm gonna put up a, I'm gonna put up two hundred bucks every Sunday, on your, my own, your money, on my own dosh, and whoever wins the one on one, and then we're gonna get a ranking system, and I'm gonna make a league, and the league's gonna start probably right after the NBL one season, so that's about September, October, so that people can play freely from then until December, and then the the cash prize at the end is gonna be like between twenty five and five thousand dollars. Are you gonna put your shoes on too? Or? Huh? You gonna put your shoes on too? To play you? I play. I don't know. You say just me. I didn't loafers and bust you up, bro. I'm I didn't say you. me. I didn't say. Come on, man. Say, I'm, too, I'm too competitive. I, I still got that fire. You lied man. to me in the message. Yo, I've seen you play. I love your game, and I'm like, damn. damn. I have seen damn, you play. This is amazing. I have seen a, you play. A, but, a, I mean, if we go a referee that respects me, usually I feel like, yo, how you gonna call it travel? Love fucking practices so much, but anyway, no, no, no. I just said your game. Your game is. Really consistent, like you hardly like you don't you make any complaints when you get you know fouled, and obviously it was a foul and we missed it or whatever. You just keep on playing. I've learned that doesn't help, and, and to be honest, thank you. Can you look? I'm at glad we've gotten there. It doesn't. <laughs> I they want <laughs> it has to come from you. Can you tell them that yo talking to me doesn't help? <laughs> it doesn't help. I've tried that shit. Yeah. Doesn't help at all. So I've yeah. like. Yeah. It'll still slip out, but I've tried to not. But it's the taking a personal thing. When you call a travel someone, you know that's kind of you telling them they suck. No. Nah. That's not, but you, as a player, equate? you know that's how that feels. How does that equate, though? Because I've practiced this move a hundred times, and, and, and you're saying that this well, time it wasn't well, Maybe right. you're practicing the wrong way. I mean, if you're traveling, maybe you're traveling a thousand times and you're not knowing it. Saying how it feels. Yeah. Know? I know I don't, I, and I'll still put more than eleven points on you. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It don't matter where. I don't. It don't matter so. what if you're refing it. Okay. If I just have to play one game against you, you're done. If I just have to play one, if it's two out of three, I can't. I can't keep up because I'm just too old. But one game, I will bust you up. That's just how it is. I don't lose. I just don't. I like that. But people aren't. People would think this is like it's not a disrespectful thing. That's just like I'm excited. Like, I like that. Yeah, it should be that way. It should be that way. We talked about how we made that Mount Crosby team. GBL. So yep. you guys started a GBL team. Yep. What so the did. hell is this? What is this about? I didn't know. What is what is? Everybody what hated us. Every Because you were playing for the Reds, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. And I was playing for... The Reds? University. Oh, with the little white guys all, all play. Did you think he was playing... <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I know you don't think he was playing rugby, not rugby league, but the other one. Was the other one, one AFL? 
He doesn't even know what you're talking about. I have no he idea. Was just say, he was just trying to be, he, he was just trying to say that University Reds just have a whole bunch of white guys in their team. They That's what no, I'm um, yeah. You so, know, he was yeah. just what was the other what's the other part of this? What do you mean? Who's the other guys? No, he's talking about he's saying the um you said the Reds, so like the Reds are a uh, rugby union team. Yeah. Ah yeah, no, no, no. I'm Queens saying little Reds. white guy. What made you guys start this? And what made you what made you guys? Ah, gosh, a long time ago. I remember. So I was tired of playing um, with the Gold Coast team just because we'd only had like five and six players oh, every yeah, team, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. every every game. And they used to play GBL, right? Yeah. And then we came together. We just started talking. At the same time, we he was uh, coaching for the Capitals. Mm-hmm. And so then um, we got like all these players that just wanted to play for us. So we had like Chris Stumpke and Zane Dempster. I think we had also um, – I hope – Nate, Nate. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Andre uh, Moore played for us. Yeah, Nate Wilkins. He was a good yeah. basketball Andre player. Andre Moore. Andre Moore, yeah. Andre we, Moore, too. Chris Hamill. Yeah. And then I remember our first game, we were going against Joey Wright, and we were just talking all kinds of trash. He's not really – he doesn't like trash talking, and I think he felt, like, a bit uncomfortable. He liked us. We were playing hard and stuff, but he's not much of a trash talker. He just goes out there and he'll kill – He's got some game too now. Yeah, but he didn't say anything? No, he didn't. No, he just bust some threes on him. That's it. And kind of just winks at you. That's it. That's all he did. How you going to put a black guy on me? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Switch. <laughs> Switch. <laughs> that's not how it went. <laughs> you don't have to say anything, kid. Man, people, you, you don't need to tell people what you used to be able to do. You don't have to tell people anything. Man, if yeah. I had to tell people everything I've done, <laughs> that's a long podcast. That is. That is. That is. That is. So that's that's how it all formed, and um, yeah, Mount Crosby was in the GBL from like 2004 to maybe around 2015, and then that was it. Yeah. What's what's on. made you gravitate to staying in Brisbane this whole time? Um, well, it's a new country, new place. What's what I've been down you? to Melbourne. I've okay. been down to Sydney. I just didn't like it. It was too spread out, too uh, disconnected. Hmm. The people were really just not. They're uncaring, kind of cold. Yeah, Queensland's a sunshine state, and it was sort of the first state that I sort of. Um, what is that when like uh, a, a an animal is first born and they sort of connect with that f- the first animal they see? I forgot what they say. You know what that you know what that yeah, word I can't is? think of the word. But, but anyway, so I, I just connected with Queensland. I couldn't connect with anybody else, and I've been everywhere. Mm. But yeah, so I just sort of stayed here. All my connections were here. And I just felt like this is a place that um, I just I, – I, I couldn't really get any uh, connection with anybody else. Did you guys ever hit the town together? Oh. Since you were in the same – No, that's true. Never, never, <laughs> never hit the town? Never hit the town? You're a liar. You're a liar, yo. You're a good liar, yo. I thought he was cool when he was younger and stuff. Sure, don't go out, man. You are a loser the whole time? Absolutely. Since uh, since my whole life, I've been a loser. But yeah, the, you were the similar age. It was just I, I didn't going. really. We didn't really hang out. Like I think we did. You play for Black Stars, uh, Whirlies, Whirlies, Whirlies yeah. yeah. So I think he was a younger kid coming up when I because I was only I was twenty eight, twenty nine when I met him when I knew him and he's so you were <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not doing any math yeah, you know, right? yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not giving dates <laughs> in, but, yeah. damn um, in 01 you guys were 28 <laughs> <laughs> that was 28 no one <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay, so you never never had that. What's a a fun? I, uh, you see, I've just been trying to get a fun memory out of both of you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all I've been trying to get what a fun mean? memory of each other from both of you because we've known each other for They've a long all been time. Fun memories, huh? They've all been fun memories. What are you talking about? Anything specific? I remember we got competitive. We used to play at Runcorn together. He'd be like, not together, but we'd play on opposite teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just competitive. And if I'm a friend of yours, mm-hmm. how I have to test you. You know what I mean? So if, if we play together mm-hmm. and we play against you, I have to test you. Just like, you know, your teammates. I have to see how good you are. So I remember times we would play at run court and I was just that like, sounds so normal. I, like, you're, I think you're saying it for like the that. other people who I don't think this way. But that sounds so normal to me. I'm like, of course you would. Like, why not? No, but no, it was social though. And in social, everybody's like not serious until the fourth quarter. Which is bush. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's bush league. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Okay. So what, so what happened then? So uh, I remember one time we went up for a rebound and he was, to be honest, he was killing me. Like he was. He was hitting three pointers, and he'd always like have these slow fakes. I told you, and he, he had these slow fakes, and I'd me. go for him, go around a screen, screen, and hit hit these jumpers. So then one time I just got a rebound, and he was on me, and I just sort of just threw him to the ground, and he sort of looked at me like, "Dude, what was that for?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. yeah. And then yeah, but that was that was the most aggressive we got with each other, though. Damn. Yeah, but you know, I think with basketball players you have to do that. I know you do that. I know you when? do it. Never. Why, why are you putting stuff on me? Because I've seen you. Come I've on. seen you. I'm respectful to people. You man. try to be that. I mean, I know I'm, it's nice to drop a white guy down and, <laughs> oh, that's what the 500 year rule is what it's for. Uh, but DDT, I never. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> I tripped. <laughs> and I know yeah. it feels good when that happens. Yeah. I can imagine, but I've never. I don't never. I don't do I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't really. That's cool though. That's really cool. Yeah. You have a fun memory of of, of <laughs> when you were on the ground looking Man. like, bro, what? Was it? I mean, I remember that game, and I remember I was, I was fine. Like, so he didn't knock you down. He didn't knock you nah, down like did, that. But like, oh, well, that's not a problem. Yeah, that's part nah, of the game. Nah, like, yeah, like you knock me down. Like I couldn't knock him down. He's much heavier than me, but I could knock him down other ways, like with basketball, like scoring, and yeah. just and that's like what he did. Bumping him, like when he'd cut and he didn't see me, and I'd just get. Under his ribs or something, like. or he doubled me and steal the ball when I wasn't looking. He's 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 he's, he's a thinker. He's a, you know. Nah, I didn't like playing this guy. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have been able to play against me, hundred percent. Sorry, yep. <laughs> you wouldn't have been able to play against me. You would have turned to the middle, gone into your four hundred dribbles. I would have stolen already, come from the blind side, and you'd be like, "What the hell?" And I'd be laying it up and come back, and you try and block me, and I'd be like, "This guy." In <laughs> it would have been so easy. In ten years, I'm going to be doing the same thing. It yeah, could be I'm, like be the number cool. one prospect. I would, like, you couldn't, like, I would have just done, you, know, you couldn't, like, yeah. the number one prospect in the NBA, you couldn't have. I was, I'm going to be doing the same thing when Perfect. in 10, 15 years. I got a subject we need to talk about, man. Oh. What's, what's going on what with the Australian boomers, man? How do you think they're going to do? I actually think they're going to beat the, I think they're going to win the whole thing. I think they're going to win the Olympics. I think they're going to beat the United States as well. That's a big That's a big that was a big <laughs> I'm saying I've I've seen the trends. I've seen the trends. The United States is not keeping up with the international level. Not doing it, and that's is, I hate this topic because this 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 narrative has it. been accepted like it's fact when we don't really go back to what what is actually happening. Mm-hmm. Like this America's falling off thing. It's like really? 
Where, where, okay, so what makes at, you think Australia is going to beat USA? It, you know, look at the numbers, right? When they started in '92, the deficit that the that the other countries were the gap's gotten smaller, of course. Of but course. they had they had they had Black Jesus. They had you know they had, sorry, I'm they had Jordan. Okay, and they had Bird and they had Johnson. Yeah, okay. They had all these guys, and Boswell was new to the world at the time. So now that okay, of course, the the world has caught up. Doesn't mean that they've gone down. In, the chemistry of the teams that America has is off. You're right, right. That, that's the one argument you could go with because they don't get to play it together as much. Yeah, but then you have, look at Australia's chemistry. It's amazing. It's beautiful. And that's what's going to win it. I think they're good. Yeah, they're going to win it all. Why this year as compared to the previous? And then. Why this year specifically compared to the previous tournaments? Because it's time. It's their due. They should have done it the Are last. Are they better? Are they better now? No. What do you mean? Are they better? Are they better? They've gotten better, they better from last this time? Olympics to this World Cup. I think they have the experience. I don't think they're better. I think they were good enough to win it last time. They just didn't have the experience to win it. So they have the uh, they have a couple guys from last time: Patty, Joe Ingles, uh, Nick Kay. What's that guy? Thigh. 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 Thigh was awesome. I, 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 I love that. Yep. <laughs> he's, he's he's really mm-hmm. good. Why this time? Compared to, because they're looking good. They got, you know, they got Dwarp. Hopefully, he's in the twelve. You know, my guy Dwarp. Uh, they got, they got a bunch of really good guys. Giddy, I think Giddy is amazing. He's the best player on the court. Every time I watch them, yep. That's just my opinion. Everyone else is also great, but he's he's a big difference. But why this time? To you, why this experience? It can't be the only reason. Yeah, well, how do you th- how do you think you succeed in life? It's experience. Right, so they lost last year. They should have won it. They should have won it. Oh my gosh, I was so upset. I was just disappointed. Because in the semifinals, uh, yeah, they just to us in the last. What, and they minutes? do what they always do when they get a little bit bit of success. They go, oh well, at least we got to this point. Hey, we'll celebrate <sighs> that. Like the Matildas just won for third or fourth place, and they're getting a statue. That's celebrated. You don't like that? Y'all don't like that? You don't hell, like that, Kieran? Hell no. You were celebrating when they when they when they Matildas. No, when uh, when the Boomers got bronze last year, I remember you calling me being really happy, like Australia finally <laughs> did it. Nah, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh my bad. Sorry, hey, that must have been another white. That's another guy. Because <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel? Any one of the other white friends that you called up and said, well, "What do you? How do you think the Boomers went?" Uh, in my story, you was you calling me up, yo. You know, did you, did you, did you watch the game? <laughs> we go bronze. That's how I feel now. You know, uh, shout out to South Sudan. Watching South Sudan in world champs right now. I haven't watched basketball in years. I watched them play Australia. Amazing athletes. I watched oh them play God. Australia. That was the first basketball game I watched in, in a long time. And that joy, just, just to see them out there is really cool. And to see that. <sighs> just pure athletes, man. Just pure athletes. And, and just knowing it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. As, this is literally just the start. What I'm trying to get on that, I'm trying to get on the train of like we're in the Middle East where they're trying to recruit like high, like coaches and developers and things like that because that's where that's where you go. That's where the money's at. Thank you. <laughs> that's where the, you know what I mean? That's where the money is. But that's what's happened to Australia. A lot of Australia's finally reached out and they've they got coach, they've imported coaches. Yeah. And now the league. I, I, I really they think have to Aust- import. There's not Australia's many good coaches here. They, I think they have to import. There's not many. In five years, Australia will be a dominant basketball. You think that? Yeah, sure. Okay. 
you won't remember this conversation in five years, but five years time we'll check. <laughs> Why you won't remember? <laughs> no, it's, it's five years. Like I think that you gotta wait five years. Yeah, I think it. Like, what do you I, think they need to do to get there? Me? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Just remain consistent. Like okay, so pound for pound, right? They they just had the power rankings, and I think Australia was number six, right behind, and then there's Germany. Come on, man. I think I think they're going to beat Germany. I think they're going to we'll beat see. France. We'll see. I personally think South Sudan is going to send and, quicker and than Reich. Australia. What's his name? Reich? 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 R-E-A-C-H? The big, the big center for uh, Australia? What's his last name? What did you call him? Ria? You watch more of the... No, no. Ria? I'm talking about Dwap. Uh, Dwap. I'm talking about Dwap. What's his last Dwap name? Dwap Ref. Yeah. R-E-A-T-H. You, I, you were saying it differently. I sound like a white guy's name. Reek? Ronald? Man, we, he does not pronounce like, you know, these South Sudanese names. When he dunked over Gobert. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Okay. Okay, so we'll, we'll check back in five years. Um, no, no, we'll, we'll check after these world championships. We'll check after yeah, these no, world championships. And, like, and then the Olympics are coming up next year. So. I'm going to still I'm gonna still keep watching. Uh, I want to I wanna leave on this, end on this, because uh, try to leave some sort of value for the listeners. I'm, I'm sure yep. they, they've gotten a lot already just hearing your story and. Yep. How you've turned certain things around. What would you personally like to leave people? What would you, what would you like to... My legacy? Oh, what is your legacy, Mike? Great. Um, I think my legacy is somebody who just believes in himself, was a dreamer, had all kinds of people who told me I couldn't do this and couldn't do that, and achieved... Because I believed in myself, and then you look back, and because I believed in myself, I think God helped me. I think God will help anybody who believes in himself, but you have to show him that you're willing to work for it. Nobody, nobody outworked me. Nobody outworked me, man. I was up at five, even in high school, I was up at five o'clock in the morning. I was doing 1,000 push-ups a week. I was running stairs. I was shooting. Sometimes I would sleep at the high school gym. You know, I would tell my, my parents, you know, I'm not coming home. I'm just going to sleep in the gym so I can get up in the morning and shoot. And then I'd have my books and stuff. And I'd, I'd, put, my, I'd put all my clothes in the upstairs locker. And now I was at the high school. And then I'd just come back home. And then I'd wake up in the morning, shoot, and go to school. And the next morning, I was going to make it, man. I didn't know what else to do. Was there any point in the journey where you didn't believe? <clears throat> not one time. Everybody uh-huh. told me I wasn't going to make it. Everybody all my life, man, told me I wasn't going to make it. They told me. Everything they told me I was going to do. So here's the things I've done, man. So I've won state high jump my senior year of high school. I won AA championship. <laughs> I won a national title. I got two knockout, uh, two fastest knockouts, uh, fastest knockouts in Australia in, in two different organizations. I played 10 years of, of pro ball. I almost made the Dallas Mavericks in 99. I was one, I was one cut away in 99. I played with Steve Nash, Dirk Nowitzki, uh, Hubert Davis, you know, all of them. How big Steve Nash? Steve Nash is about your size, man. But I'll tell you what, you run run the floor. He, we played, we played one, we played twenty minute, twenty minute scrimmages, right? And I remember I would just run, I would just run the lane, and he figured out. I was like, wow, he just runs the lane. He was just giving it to me. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. He would just go anywhere he'd find you. And Dirk Nowitzki, that was his first year, 99, and I had to guard him. 
It was pointless. <laughs> it was just really pointless. I, I'd get up in there, and he'd just shoot over me, and I'd stay off him, and he'd just shoot over me, and like he could do anything he wanted, and the step backs just off that one foot. And he was so slow. I remember I was talking shit to him, too. I couldn't believe it. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know who he was. I was like, man, this slow-ass white boy. <laughs> and the coaches were looking at me like, Mike, 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 no. Mike, no, you're going to get cut tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all said, if you didn't do that, you probably would have had a longer tenure there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, giving you hints. Mike, you're going to get cut, yo. <laughs> yep, yep. But that, that's the that they had Michael Finley. Yep. You Finley know? On, the, on the wing. Um, they had Eric Strickland. And I played. I was playing the best basketball I'd ever played. I was hitting threes. I was dunking on people. Yeah. And then what happened was they said, "Okay, it's down to you, six people." It was me and five other people. I don't remember the names. He said, "Whoever has the best stats tomorrow, you'll make the preseason. You'll be on the road with us." I was like, "Dude, I choked so bad yeah, the next day. Fuck. I was I was hitting the side of the backboard. <laughs> I couldn't dribble." Oh, I couldn't pass gas. I mean, I was just, I was just <laughs> terrible, man. I couldn't do anything. I just, I just choked. And the coach came over to me and he just put his arms where he said, "Man, I get it. Yeah. I get it." He said, "But he gave me a good, you know, letter of recommendation." And that's when I came back to Australia in two thousand. And then you play with guys who look like Steve Nash, but have nowhere near the fucking ability. So he was confident for the rest of his basketball yeah. life. He was like, man. Yeah. I, he's got when I nothing. came over, to it, I, yeah, I'll tell you. So my first tryout was for Toowoomba, right? I came mm. over, and there was five Americans. This was in 2000. So there was just five Americans trying out. Man, I was like, I don't give a damn. So what they did was one left. They said, well, okay, what we'll do is we'll give you guys each a quarter. Have one quarter. I was like, all right, I ain't going to lose again because I just yeah, got cut without. Yeah. I scored 27 points in the fourth quarter. I got one quarter. I scored 27 points. Damn, man. Yeah, he, lucky I wasn't there at the time. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been two points. Two points. It would have been 36. Hey, chill out. Chill out. Hey, I could have been sitting on my lap talking about go, Mike. Go, Mike. I'm cutting that part out. No, no, let me last. Uh, let me ask one last question. I've been curious about this since you said it. You knocked two guys out. Yeah. I've always been curious. If you get knocked out, do you think their wives stayed with them? Like, you get knocked out in front of your wife or your girlfriend. You think she looks at you a little different? Nah. Not if she cares about you. Okay. You know? Um, Is that the most random question I've ever heard in my life? That's the random? I don't know. I, yeah. You got knocked out in front of you. You think she would. Why would she care? First I mean, of all, you're supposed to be protecting her, right? Man, like, like you're well, in okay, a Okay, what's the you're, situation? I mean, you just put a reg, regular situation. You're now, walking, in front of your wife you're, you're going to get dinner, and, and, and somebody walks past and says, mm. Dude, nah, see, that's see, <laughs> so a fight in the cage. A fight kind of, in the, what kind of questions <laughs> are these? Where does this come from? Can we get the S? I'm just asking. A fight in the cage and a fight on the street are two yeah, different yeah, things. Yeah, and not only that, like, how are you going to get knocked down the street? If you did. Like you'd have that have to be like a sucker punch. No, what if they were better that day? Well, like you're gonna square up. It's, not, it's a street fight. You're not gonna square up. 
No, hell no. You You're going to go grab something. You kick him in the knee. You what kick it, him in the throat. You do something like that. You go, oh, let's have, let's have a fight in the street. Yeah, like, I'm who is snatching, this guy? I'm snatching balls. I'm snatching everything. Shoot, what you talking about, man? I'm snatching. There's, there's no knockout. Yeah. You, you, don't get, you, don't, you don't have the luxury of getting knocked out in the street. I'm not trying to fight on the street. I'll grab your throat. I'll snatch your balls. Shoot, you, 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 you may win, but you ain't having but, sex but, ever but, again. But, yeah, but someone says that to you, girl, it, like, and, and you're a fighter. Yeah. You, you don't sit there and go, okay, let's fight. Yeah. You're just like, man, let's go. I just said, come on, baby, come on. Let's come go. On, Why? Because you're a fighter. You know you're going to win. You know you're going to go to jail because that person's going to be injured. How about in the ring? Tell me, it's still not leaving you. It's, a, it's an organized fight. The idea is to test yourself and challenge a yourself. A lot of times, a lot of times girls are like, I, the electricity that is in the place, because everything's electricity. So it don't matter, because you're up in that, and everybody looks bigger. Like, you look bigger when you're in the cage for some reason. Okay. And so when, like, even if you lose, girls are like, hey, <laughs> that's just how it is, man. You should, you should start then the next fight. day, they'd be like, no, nah, let me let me text you? that uh, that boxing gym that I that I went to once. One, say, one yeah, time, that yeah, boxing yeah, gym. Yeah, went you guys, yeah, yeah, I went one time. Are you guys free? Have, this you, week? have you have you have you ever been to like a like a live fight? Like a never. I want to very soon. I want to. I've, yeah, what, I want an MMA I want, fight. Like it's actually. I want crazy. to want to go watch Ron uh, one of the weekends. I think it was in Sunshine. Just couldn't make that one. But I want to. I want to see what that's like. Yeah, I got a story for you, man. So. Yeah. The time that I had the fastest knockout, this was in 2016. It was Kieran? God damn. <laughs> hey, no. Damn, bro. I see yeah. why you. All right, all right. Kieran so, didn't want to come in tonight. He was a little nervous. <laughs> like, ooh, ooh. So the announcer, you know, announced it. Oh, it's a, the it's a fastest. It's 11 seconds. 11 seconds. 11 points. 11 seconds. I have a lot of things that are 11, right? Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going around and I'm celebrating and the crowd's really into it. Yeah. And I look over and it's Rob Scheibner. He's just sitting in the corner looking oh, at me damn. like, just with this look, like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing here? And I'm, I'm like, I'm signing autographs and stuff like that. And he comes over, he goes, I heard you were fighting. I had to come and see it for myself. I'm so glad you didn't do that when we were playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, all right, cool. But yeah, no, nah, I was, um, you have to go. The electricity. You walk it's not it, this. It, and it's the people. It's, it's the most interesting thing you'll ever do in your life. It's to walk into the door and it's this vibe and energy that you just can't describe. And it's actually just crazy. And the people are really nice. Like, you don't go, it's, they're not knuckleheads. They're not, so everybody's just wanting to. After the fight, when everybody's charged up and they've been watching fights, of course, everybody wants to get in the parking lot and sometimes mm -hmm. have a go. But then everybody else is like, oh, just. Cut it out, idiot. You but know what but, I mean? but just, is yeah. the energy. Well, there's real fighters there, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you no. don't want to just talk yeah. crazy and <laughs> you know, have Michael come in. You know, another, the, what? the other thing Why was, are you sitting in my seat? <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, once you start fighting professionally, when you see a regular fight and people are like, you know, thrown with their head back and stuff, it's like, oh my gosh, that's probably how I used to fight or I yeah, thought I could sure, fight, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah, it's different. It's different. Fighting, fighting actually helped me because it um, it processed all my anger, and it just taught me that I'm okay. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like most people were afraid of me anyway. I didn't realize that. I had no idea. I don't yeah. have any idea of how I look because yeah. in my mind, I'm this skinny little kid that I always used to get beat on and picked on, and no matter how much I used to get in the weight room, like. Karen knows, like, I used to get, I used to try to get big, man. I used to, like, just want to look like Mike Tyson 
just so people wouldn't mess with us. That's how, that's, the bigger I got, that's how you knew how, how scared I was. From being afraid, yeah. Yeah, so I wanted to look like I could whoop you so nobody would, like, say, try. Just, just try or, it. Or yeah. really try to come to yeah. it. And then I learned how to fight, and then I got skinnier. It was crazy. Thank you. Uh, thanks for coming and sharing, man. Just I appreciate. It. I I was surprised when you asked me, man. Like, like I said, when you get older, man, people really don't really have anything to. They don't want to hear from you. you know I mean? Oh no, I wanted to hear from you and then know more about you. Like I said, I'm, I've only known you from, from just from afar and yeah. and and refing and seeing. Like I said, the way people react to you and you always just your en- energy always has been welcoming. And did you know the average? The average lifespan for an African American is twenty five years old. That's the average age. So when I got to fifty, and I already, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm beating. I'm that's, you know, two times what I'm supposed to be doing. Odds, yeah. So that's why, you know, how many people are passing away? Like people that are my age, mm. they're just gone. They're dead. No more. So every day I wake up, man, I thank God. I make sure I talk to my kids. Mm. I try to anyway. And any opportunities I get, I'm just grateful for. Because nobody has to care about me. Nobody has to care at all. Seriously. Who has to care about you? Nobody. So the fact that people care about me and want me to help with the game, and they think I'm good enough to be an NBL one ref now, because I have to earn all of that. Yeah. You know? So, and Vaughn Mayberry, he put me through all of it. He made me start at the QSL2 level, even though I was – Probably better than that. He's like, nah, if you want to prove it, you're going to go to the QSL too. And he made me earn every single level that I'm at right now. Wow. What's your up. legacy going to be, Tim? My legacy? Yeah. Ah, you know, know, young, 20, 35. I get into a depression every time I think about it. <laughs> so I don't even want to go there. No legacy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think about it a lot. I, I, I know I'm not the, I know y'all think about it as, as well. I think about it all the time, and it's not. It's, it's, it's scary. So, well, I think if because I think you're about so it young. too much. Yeah, if I think about it too much, it's yeah. uh, you get overwhelmed. Or I think when you get older, you'll look back and then you can see what your legacy was. You're still building it. Yeah, I'm still trying to just do stuff. Yeah. How young do you think he is? <laughs> hey, yo, bro, what's wrong with this guy, man? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how old it's hard. It's, I don't it's know hard like, to tell. How, how old it's are you? I didn't have tell. to answer that. He, he, he was just throwing out that out there. <laughs> but how old are you? He man? didn't get a shot at me it's, in it's, all podcasts. So it's, now he's going to wait till the end. He's going to wait till the end to get it at me, right? I'm closer to 24 than anything else. He's closer to 24 than he's 50. But you know what? You're going to blink your eye and you'll be 50 like that. Don't say that. You need to work out your legacy. By 50, I'll have a gut and. Oh, yes, you will. Nice guy. Bold, massive guy. I can't Bold, wait. That's <laughs> <laughs> so how he sees me now. Exactly. Yeah, I see when you I was now. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh. like Tony Montana, man. Is this all that is, man? It's crazy. It's, that's, that is really cool. But um, thank you, Kieran, for that. I appreciate it. Thanks you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, Michael, thank you for real. I really appreciate, appreciate the opportunity. that. No, I really appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Search um, podcast. Welcome. Like, subscribe, tune in, and uh, enjoy the show. Have a good one. I'll leave you guys with some music. God bless.
people living like they ain't got no mamas. I think the whole world's addicted to the drama. Only attracted to things that'll bring the trauma. Overseas, yeah, we trying to stop terrorism. But we still got terrorists here living in the USA, the big CIA. The Bloods and the Crips and the KKK. But if you only have love for your own race, then you only leave space to discriminate. And to discriminate only generates hate. And when you hate, then you're bound to get irate. Yeah, madness is what you demonstrate. And that's exactly how anger works and operates. Man, you gotta have love just to set it straight. Take control of your mind and meditate. Let your soul gravitate to the love, y'all, y'all. People killing, people dying. Children hurt and you hear them crying. Can you practice what you preach? And would you turn the other cheek? Father, 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 help us. Send some guidance from above. These people got me, got me questioning. Strange is the world insane? If love and peace is so strong, why are the pieces of love that don't belong? Nations dropping bombs, chemical gases filling lungs of little ones with ongoing suffering. As the youth are young, so ask yourself, is the loving really gone? So I can ask myself, really, what is going wrong in this world that we living in? People keep on giving in, making wrong decisions, only visions of them dividends. Not respecting each other, denying thy brother. A war is going on, but the reason's undercover. The truth is kept secret, it's swept under the rug. If you never know truth, then you never know. Love, what's the love, y'all? Come on, I don't know. Where's the truth, y'all? Come on, I don't know. Where's the love, y'all? People killing, people dying. Children hurt and you hear them crying. When you practice what you preach, and what you turn the other cheek. 